Hello, friends. Welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. I'm Robin Graham, your host, and a brand marketing strategist and photographer passionate about helping women connect and grow their audience and get more clients. I am so excited you're here with me today to chat all about branding, personal development, and life overall in this second phase. What is the second phase? The second phase for me was a change in careers and learning how to navigate a new world and build the business from the ground up when I was actually terrified to put myself out into the world as something new. For some, the second phase is a significant lifestyle change, a traumatic loss, a move, an illness. It could be any number of things. No matter the definition of your second phase, we are here together to learn about creating a brand that stands out and makes an impact and grow as our authentic selves and follow our callings, our passions, our visions, and our values. Now grab your cup of coffee or the dog's leash and let's dive into a new episode. Have you joined the Brand Insider private Facebook group yet? If not, head on over to Facebook, facebook.com forward slash groups slash the Brand Marketing Insider, where we make branding fun. Every day we network and build community and genuine relationships and learn tips all about building a brand that stands out and makes an impact. I'd love to see you there, and I know everyone else in the group would love to learn from you and connect with you as well. So head on over there and join the Brand Marketing Insider private Facebook group. Whether you are already an empty nester or you are a young mom, the time with their children flies by. We have a narrow window of opportunity before it's time to give them their wings and say, fly, be free. There are so many mixed emotions with the send-off process. We're proud, excited, nervous, maybe even anxious, part sad, part happy. But what do we do when they're gone? Even if we have a full-time job, there will be new vacancies in our schedule. If we've been a stay-at-home parent, now we really have an open calendar. So what's next? Well, Jody Silverman is here to guide us on the next phase of empty nesting and teach us how to dare on. Jody Silverman, welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. I am super excited to be here, Robin. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> well, Jody, I love what you're doing. And when we talk about the second phase, the second phase could be anything from starting a new career journey leaving corporate, becoming an entrepreneur. It could be a traumatic event that has forced your hand to start something new or, or make a major life change. Or in this case, what we're talking about today, it could be becoming an empty nester. We as moms spend so much time dedicating our lives to our children, you know, trying to teach them everything they need to know before they leave the nest. And then all of a sudden they're gone. And what do we do with all this vacant time? And that's what it is. It's the biggest thing I hear is it's empty space and more time to fill. Because like you said, our world revolves around our children. Yeah. You know, everything we do for them. So, you know, it's creating little new normals in the beginning. At least it was for me. You want me to share a little bit of my story? I would love it. I would love for you to tell the listeners, you know, what your journey was. What was your first phase before you came into this practice of helping other women? identify themselves once their entire life is kind of turned upside down. Yeah, no, thank you. I, lo I love sharing. So I spent my entire career, 20 plus years in sales. I worked in corporate America in advertising, marketing sales. 
And then I transitioned. I have uh, two children. My daughter, Ellie, is 25. My son is 22. So they're about three and a half years apart. And when my son was turning two, I left corporate America, started my own business selling commercial printing services to give me more flexibility. I guess that could have been like a second phase, but I was still selling and it gave me flexibility to be more present in his life. But it was when they started high school together. One was a freshman, one was a senior. And I noticed because Ellie was a senior and I saw with Ellie as she got her driver's license and and transitioned from freshman to sophomore to junior to senior, more space in my life was being left vacant and open because she was more independent and they crave more independence. They're driving themselves to practice now. I'm no longer the chauffeur or their Uber driver. And I realized Daniel was quickly approaching that as well. And I don't know if other moms of sons and boys out there feel this way, but you know, Daniel wasn't as into, you know, going shopping with me, getting manicures and pedicures as my daughter was. <laughs> but I realized, I was starting to realize I, I had this space that was opening up and it also was shining a light on my current status as a business owner and the current business that I had selling printing, was that really fulfilling? And it really wasn't. And so I found myself asking myself this question that when the kids do leave, is having this business enough? And the answer was no. And I felt a little guilty about it because at first I thought, well, wait a minute, am I saying my life's not enough? I have an amazing husband, two great kids. I have a great house in the neighborhood I've always wanted to live in. And I get to have my own business. Was I being selfish? And I quickly realized it wasn't about my life not being enough. It was about what I was doing for me, business as a professional, because I always wanted something for myself as far as working whether it's working in the home or out of the home, I wanted to have something for myself. And selling printing wasn't fulfilling me anymore. So once I accepted that and let go of how I should feel, but this is really how I do feel, everything started to open up. Opportunities started to show themselves. So a business opportunity presented themselves in the multi-level marketing, direct sales industry. And for those of you listening, and I don't know about you, Robin, but if you've ever been part of a direct sales organization, network marketing, there is a world of personal growth that is presented to you that if you want it and grab it, you will thrive in it. And I didn't realize how hungry I was for it. It led me on a journey of really realizing how much fear and limiting beliefs were holding me back from being all I could be personally and professionally. And I was pretty successful professionally. And that led me to be exposed to coaching, the world of coaching. And I decided I wanted those skills. And now I'm at the point where my daughter was already out of the house. And I had realized that even though I was still scared and still had limiting beliefs, I was saying yes to things in spite of the fear, in spite of maybe not fully believing I could do it. And I was having the best time. I was discovering amazing things about myself. I realized I could be a speaker and stand on a stage in front of 300 people. I couldn't believe I could do that and love it. And so it allowed me to see opportunities, seize them. And I decided, I wanted to do this for other moms. I wanted to share my experiences so that other women, other moms could understand that it's not too late to overcome your fears. It's not too late to push through them and to discover something new and reinvent yourself in a second phase of life. And it's okay to do it. That's what we're doing with our kids. We're sending our kids out into the world to discover themselves, who they want to be and experience new things mom can do the same thing. And that's how I became a coach and started the community. I love it. I just, I love it. 
your energy is so positive and you inspire people. Like I've heard you, you know, stand up at different events and, and say, you know, who you are and what you do and your energy just jumps across the room. You know, you, you bring yeah. people in because you're so dynamic. You said a few things, Jody. And first of all, I had forgotten that you were in the network marketing industry before, but there's something to be said for that. Like I was never a salesperson. And so I always looked at those like, oh my gosh, I could never do that. I could never go into somebody's home and ask all these people to buy something from me. So I never went that route. I didn't take that journey, but I can see from what you're saying, how that would be a huge developmental process because you really have to learn good communication skills. You have to put yourself out there. And something else you said, you know, overcoming that fear, that like forces your hand to overcome fear. Yes. And then, you know, you and I were talking before the show about vulnerability and, you know, really putting yourself out there to then be able to connect with other people. And I would love for you to share your perspective on that because, I know it's so incredibly powerful when we learn to accept vulnerability, but it's a journey to get to the point to be able to do that. It, it is. And if I can give you a shout out, I don't know if the email that I recently received from you, because I am on Robin's mailing list. And if you are not, you must get on her mailing list because her emails are wonderful. But you recently sent an email out about something very vulnerable about how you were feeling about something and your revelation about it. And I commented on it and I just, we as women, we have to support each other and we have to, I believe we have to, I usually don't do the have to's and should to's, but we, if we are in a place of influencing, you have a podcast, that's an influencer. I have a digital talk show in a community that's being an influencer. I think we have a responsibility to share. You don't have to share your whole life. You don't have to put everything out there, but share the struggles or the fears or the limited beliefs that come up for us along our journey so that the other women out there that we're trying to inspire to like for me to dare to live their most fulfilled life in empty nest and beyond. How can I do that if I don't share with them my journey and the times I've fallen down, I've gotten up. I didn't get here without falling down and getting up. I'm still falling down and getting up. I still have fear. And I know I use the word overcome. I didn't, I pushed through and I've accepted the fact and Elizabeth Gilbert says this, I've accepted the fact that fear is always going to be part of me, but it doesn't get to dictate my life anymore. It doesn't get to stop me from doing it. My fear of judgment of what other people may think, forget it. I'm 54 years old, Robin, forget it. If you don't like what I'm doing, okay, it's okay. It doesn't mean you don't like me. You might not like what I'm doing. Go find somebody who resonates with you. I might not resonate for all, but I'm not going to stop doing what I'm doing because of a handful of people that might not resonate with me. I can't let that fear of judgment stop me. I had a coach, my coach tell me I have a voice and I might be one of 20 people speaking about fear in a given day, but my voice will resonate with somebody. And all I need to do, Robin, all I ever wanted to do, one thing I say today helps one person, I'm done. It's like a drop mic moment. I don't have to reach a thousand people today. Oh, I love that. That is so powerful, Jody. You know, my father was, you just reminded me of this because when he was dying of cancer, my father was a huge man of faith. His Christian faith meant more to him than, than life itself. And 
when he was dying, he said, he used the example and he was a journeyman lineman for Illinois power. Mm -hmm. And he used the example of, you know, I have a tool belt and I wear it every day for work. Well, I'm God's tool here on earth. And he said, if I can convert one person to Christianity before I die, I will have done my job. I will have lived my purpose on earth. So you just reminded me of that because it's so true. If we can touch even one life, we have done our job because there's somebody out there. And, you know, I say this all the time with my branding clients is we want to talk to our ideal audience. We want to talk to one specific person that we know we can help. Because if we're talking to everyone, we're talking to no one. We can't resonate with everyone. We aren't meant for everyone. We're not meant to serve everyone. No, that's the beautiful part of what you do. Branding reminds me of that. Talk to one person. Who's that one person you're talking to? And yes, empty nest is sad. Empty nest is a loss. It's a loss of a physical human being in your space It's a loss of, for some of us, a sense of who we are as moms. It shifts. And I speak to the mom. I say, yes, it's a loss, but it's not all. It's an opportunity as well. And, you know, that's what this next phase for all moms out there, it's an opportunity for you to rediscover yourself as women and as a mom. Because our momhood, our momness has to shift because we're no longer momming a five-year-old, a 12-year-old, an 18-year-old. We're momming a young adult and we have to shift with that. So it's an opportunity to learn and grow and expand and experience new things for ourselves. It's an opportunity for everybody. So yes, it's a loss and it's an opportunity. Yeah. It's not either or, it's and. And. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not because to tell people get over it, I mean, you can't get over it. This is a big, this is probably next to taking your child to kindergarten, which is so emotional, right? Remember, <laughs> um, This is, to me, the biggest, most challenging life transition, as far as I'm concerned, as for me as a mom. Has oh, all the I agree. All the different ways of having to shift, discover who I am, let go. I mean, there's so much that happens. Well, and your relationship with those children shifts as well, because now they're seeing themselves as themselves as independent and they're trying to get to a point where they don't need you anymore. They don't want to need you anymore. So we still need them to need us. And so it's, there's so much, um, I think mindset involved, right. To be able to let go and let live to, you know, let go of them and let them live their lives. And then for us to see that there's opportunity for us. And I think, and you can probably speak to this because I'm really fortunate like you are. I have a great husband and we have a good marriage. And I mean, yes, he drives me absolutely crazy sometimes, but well, for the most part. You're to drive women crazy. so that- Exactly, right? <laughs> but I know that when, like, and we still have Gracie at home. So I'm not quite to the point of empty nest yet, but I'm close because my two boys are gone. And for so many years, you know, 24 seven, I was on with them and then driving them to and from and watching all their games and, you know, their activities were such a huge part of everything I did on a daily basis, you know, from team mom, team photographer, you know, just giving all the kids rides, having the pizza parties after the games, like such a huge part of who I was. And now I'm down to one at home. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, John and I are looking at each other and we're like, 
what do we do now? And I'm thinking, when she's gone, we're really going to be sitting in a lot of vacant space. But I think it's important too to, to realize that we spend so much time raising our kids that we lose that focus, I think, on our partner. And then we have to almost get reacquainted sometimes, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I just, I just talked about the whole reconnection with your partners during Empty Nest. But I just, I, before I get to that, it, the Empty Nest does not begin when your kids are gone. There's just like, I hate to say it, just like pre-menopause, menopause, post-menopause. There's pre-Empty Nest, Empty Nest, and post-Empty Nest. For me, it started when they were in high school. Yeah. That's when I saw the writing on the wall. I had a woman once tell me, she was sitting having coffee or breakfast. I don't know what meal it was with her husband and the kids had gone and she looked up and she thought to herself, who are you and where did you come from? Because it's not just about reconnecting with yourself as a woman and a mom. It's reconnecting with whether you have a partner in life or whether you have family. Reconnection is important and it can happen. I shared with this other uh, podcast host that one of the ways, and I love this, a fellow coach shared this with me, to reconnect is to do a day swap have each other plan your ideal day and invite your partner along to show them what it is that makes your heart sing. So for my husband, it might be having me in the golf cart, riding around while he golfs, Mm -hmm. you know, and that brings him joy being on the golf course. So let me enjoy it with him and I can bring along a drink if I want and sit in the golf court. I know for me, it's when we go to, you know, somewhere on a hike, on a walk, in nature. I like to be out in nature. So I bring him along and he sees how that makes me feel. So a day swap is a really good way to reconnect and see what makes each other's heart sing. And also reflecting on what did you used to do before you had kids when you were dating and when you were married before kids? What are some things you did that you had so much fun doing? And does it sound appealing? Try it again. Maybe it's bike riding. Maybe a bike ride. Who knows? Do you know, that's so funny. So funny you said that because just the other day, you know, the boys were both at college and Gracie was at a friend's house and the weather was like, just, you know, when the weather starts to transition, it kind of reminds you of different things. And John and I had started dating in, I think it was the end of June. And then, so in the fall, we would go to the outdoor restaurants and we'd sit outside, we have, have a drink and, you know, just listen to music, whatever. And I was like, we started walking down memory lane. Like, remember when we used to go to the Venice cafe and you know, all these things. And so that really resonated with me when you just said that. And and I want to tell you, it goes back to the vulnerability. Each partner has to be vulnerable enough to say, Hey, you know, I want to do more things together. I feel like we don't do enough together and, and not waiting for the other person to mind read that you're feeling disconnected or feeling left out. You know, that's part of a problem in all relationships is we sit there and we wait and then we get angry. And look, I've been married to Sam for 28 years. He's an amazing man, amazing dad, amazing husband. But I still can't assume he understands everything I want. You would think he would, but he doesn't. So I being vulnerable enough to say, when I say, you know, Sam, I want to go walking and I don't want to go alone. I want you to go with me. I want you to enjoy it with me. I know you don't love it, but we can go for one mile, not five miles, you know? Yeah. but asking for what you need and being vulnerable enough to, to do that. It's compromise too, right? Absolutely. Give and take. Everything's a give and take. You know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah. is. So Jody, when we're talking about this, we talked a lot about just that process of really relating to the fact that now we have to kind of start over. But what happens when we have all of this free time? 
How do we discover what our next options are in terms of what's going to fuel us? Like you discovered that you weren't being fulfilled in what you were doing. So you found your passion, your purpose. So Jody, could you share with us a little bit about, you know, how you work with women to discover what they can do in their new found freedom? Sure. So, you know, most of my work is done through my community, Moms Who Dare, where I curate all different kinds of personal growth workshops fun, daring adventure to help us step out of our comfort zone. So the first thing is everybody needs to make a decision that they're okay to embark on a new adventure, that they're ready to discover new things about themselves. You have to be ready and make a decision. And then it's about stepping out, stepping out of that comfort zone and getting comfortable being uncomfortable. And sometimes it's about asking difficult questions. For me, it was, so when the kids are all gone, is this business enough? Am I feeling fulfilled enough? And the answer was no. And then it's like, okay, so now that I answered the question, now what? It's a series of questions. Tapping into what are your values? What are things that you value in life? What are things that in the past have made your heart sing? When in your life did you feel the most fulfilled? When in your life outside of motherhood? You know, what is something you used to do that made you excited and got you out of bed in the morning? Like, ask all these questions. Sometimes you'll have the answer. Sometimes you sit with the question, Robin. You don't always have to have the answer. But what I have found is by daring, by definition, is just stepping out to do something new that you haven't done in a while, gets you out of your own headspace, the thinking, and has you back in your heart to feel So it's how do I want to feel? Daring doesn't mean you have to jump out of an airplane. I'm not doing that, Robin. Daring (laughs) are things. So maybe I haven't ridden a bike in five years. So I'm going to go for a bike ride. That could be daring. Daring could be, you know what? I've always wanted to learn how to play canasta. It's a big game now amongst women, canasta. I'm going to go online. I'm going to do one thing today. I'm going to investigate where and how I can learn canasta. Daring could be spending a day giving random compliments to strangers. Anything that has you moving out of your head and into your heart space, and sometimes that's doing for other people. Mm -hmm. Maybe daring is, you know what, all these years I've been volunteering or giving back as it relates to my kids. What is an organization that really touches me? What is something that matters to me? Maybe it's feeding children and making sure there's no more hunger. Where can I volunteer my time? So I work with the moms in my Moms Who Dare community. And if there is somebody who wants to work with me one-on-one, we talk about that too. But it's a series of asking questions about what makes you wake up in the morning and jump out of bed. What is something in the past? When in your life did you feel the most calm, fulfilled? My girlfriend, Lauren, always asks that question. It's a great question. And then I will share a dare every week to get you stepping out a little bit to experience because when you step out, the world opens up and opportunities present themselves because new people come in and opportunities show themselves. And then again, it's daring to say yes, because what if? That's another great question. So that's really how I do it through asking questions, having you tap into how you feel, and then challenging you to step out. I love all that. I just, I love it. Those are such great questions. And I think it's important to note too, that it doesn't have to be a paying job. No. There are so many opportunities to volunteer and make an impact on society. But I think a lot of people who 
we're stay-at-home moms find themselves thinking that they don't have an expertise, but we do. Oh my God. I mean, if you have raised children, you have a million things. You have organization, you have time management, you have laundry, but (laughs) event planning, event planning. You have, there's so many things that you could step into and throughout all of your life and all of the opportunities and things that you've done, where did that spark a fire in you? Like you said, and you know, it's so funny because as you were talking and you mentioned values and for me, when I'm working with my branding clients, it's aligning your values, your visions and your passions. And I think that can be so easily said too, for finding your purpose post letting your children leave the nest. It's, it's the same thing as your branding, values, vision, passions. You said it perfectly. And I will share another story with you. You know, those moms, and I have plenty of friends who walked away from outside work, from corporate work, and decided to focus 100% on being moms at home, mm-hmm. which I, I'm not saying no work, because that's work in itself. Oh, it's, actually it's found hard it, work. I actually found it easier to go to, go to work for three days a week than my friends seven days a week being home. Mm-hmm. I met numerous moms, but one in particular, and she said to me, I just, I guess I should work now. Other women are saying, so what are you going to do now that the kids are gone? Are you, are you, you got to do something, right? And that translated to her as, oh, I have to get a job. I should have a career. I should. And my first question to her was, well, do you have to work? This was a coaching client. Because if you don't have to earn an income. Not everybody has to earn an income. And when I say that, I mean, you having an income, is that going to pay the bills? Is it dependent? If it is, then let's figure out what you want to do. But if you don't have to, and you have a supportive partner that understands that you haven't in 25 years, and that might not be what you want to do, forget the people that think you should. They are not the people that you should be hanging out with. And part of the other thing that I talk to these women about is it's finding your community and reevaluating your relationships. And that's when we go into value, vision, and passions, as you so eloquently say it. I say, it's that old question, right, Robin? If money and no fear and nothing was involved, what is it that you would do? And like you said, I have people say, I would just volunteer for XYZ organization. Well, I think today your first step could be going online and seeing how to apply to be a volunteer. What mm-hmm. does it mean to be a volunteer there? Interview them. Women need to move past the shoulds and and more so ask themselves, what is it that would make me feel fulfilled if you're blessed enough and fortunate enough to be able to have a choice whether to work for money or volunteer or find a hobby, find a passion, then by all means, make the choice that works for you, not what you think other people want you to do. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's hard. I think we lose ourselves in the shoulds. We absolutely do. We're making a lot of headway like you, myself, the communities you and I are involved in. It's nothing but supportive women. Nobody there shoulds anybody. I think in motherhood, there's a lot of judgment of other moms as you enter motherhood. And we have to stop that. Yeah. We have everybody moms in different ways and we need to support each other. And moms need to stop shooting each other and instead linking arms together and listening and hearing and supporting each other and supporting the dreams of other moms, whether that's something that's good for you or not. I mean, working was good for me. I know I had other, other friends of mine who couldn't understand how I could leave my children 
even for eight hours. I'm like, I'm a much better mom. I come back. I'm not short. I'm not angry. I have three days at work, two days at home. My daughter did better because of it. My son did better because of it. And if I did the best I could do with what I knew about myself. Well, and some of us just need that. We need that. Like our brains are hardwired to have that constant interaction or mental challenges or whatever, whatever you would call it. But some of us are just wired to work. Like I'm not wired to be home all day when my kids aren't home. And and I know there's a million things I could and probably should air quotes be doing, but that doesn't fuel me. It doesn't fuel me. I used to say to my friends, God bless you for being home all day. And we supported each other. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and and you can have a tribe of people that are in different places. Just because one person works and one person stays home doesn't mean you can't be friends. Absolutely. I think that's the value. That's the value we can find in in life and relationships is we can still support each other, but it's finding that. And I want to just kind of circle back, Jody, to when we're talking about trying to find that thing to do, even if you were working in corporate, what, what do you do with that evening time now where you're not cooking for your kids, doing uh, their laundry? So I love this question. It's give yourself permission to create that new normal. Experiment with things. So now if you're in emptiness and you really have nobody at home, or even if you have an older high schooler home and they're out during the week and they're, they're out maybe two nights a week and you have this space at night. So now you don't have to necessarily have dinner at six o'clock at night. You can actually have a date night, pick one night a week where you and your partner are going to meet for dinner, actually go out to dinner. You can, you can, something that I love to do, go for a walk at five o'clock, six o'clock at night when the weather's nice and have a seven, seven thirty dinner. You don't have, it's hard. It's so hard to break away from that internal clock of, well, this is what we've always done, but it's fun. I mean, there have been times recently where my husband's now working in the downstairs office. I'm upstairs because of this pandemic, but I'll text him and say, Hey, let's go out for a walk before dinner. You want to meet at five 30? I'm like, I'm not cooking dinner at five 30. So if I don't start until seven o'clock and we don't eat till eight o'clock. So do different things, shake it up a little bit. Maybe, you know, one night a week is date night. One night a week is we're going to eat dinner on card tables and watch our favorite Netflix show together. And then sometimes we do set the table and the two of us just sit quietly at our kitchen table, the two of us together. But the beautiful thing about that, and I know I'm sounding exciting about it because it is exciting. You are not tied to that schedule. That's a gift. That's a gift. You can sit and read a book from six to seven at night and have dinner after. You couldn't do that before with the hustle and bustle of having to get dinner on the table, get to practice, feed them before they go to practice. So do different things and play around with it. Yeah, I love that. There are no limitations in terms of finding a hobby either. You could no. do something physical, like, like you said, take up golf. You could start playing tennis. There's so many things you could do. You could get into a canasta club or a bridge club or what's the other one? Bunko, book clubs. You could pick up a camera, start doing photography. I mean, there's all kinds of people out there, including me, who teach photography. So if you want to take up a hobby, and then the most beautiful thing about it is if you take up a hobby, it could become something you want to do that becomes a job. So then you have even more opportunity with it. So don't 
limit yourself. I think that's the bottom line here, right, Jody? Is yes. don't limit yourself because no matter what your journey has been, where you have come from, this is your second phase. This is your opportunity to have a heart that's completely full. Your passions are being fulfilled. You're serving other people in ways that you haven't been able to do that in the years past. And just look at it as it's limitless. Not only, you know, Robin, you're making me think it's also another mom, or if you're with your partner, parenting moment. Your children, yes, they're wrapped up in their own world when they leave home and they go to college, they should be, but they're also watching. Okay, so what is the lesson if you're sitting on the floor of the room crying? What's the lesson to them? They're, they don't want mom and dad to cry and pine for them. They want to know that they're in college having fun and you're okay at home. And they're watching. My daughter made a comment about a year ago. She said, you and dad have a better social life than I have. And so they're watching. And the other thing I'll tell you is that whether it's a hobby, whether it turns into a career or a paid for passion or it just stays a hobby, my kids, they're proud of me. Mm-hmm. They're watching me step out of my comfort zone. They inspired me to take the risk and realize how fearless they live. I wanted that back. I wanted that feeling of fearlessness, even though I don't believe you can be fearless. I wanted that feeling back. So they're watching you too. And they are on a subconscious level learning that it's okay to take time for you, that it's okay for it to be your turn too. Yeah. It's a very big lesson we have to teach our children. Yeah, absolutely. When we stay in that, that space of sadness, they feel guilty yes, for leaving. Exactly. They don't want us to be sad. I think, you know, my boys are, they're thrilled when I say, tell them what we're doing or what we've done. And they're so excited to hear, you know, different pieces of my business and what I'm doing and who I've communicated with or whatever. I think that's almost a responsibility we have as a mom is to show them how to live, not just take care of them so that they can live. Oh my God. I love that. That's a good quote. Everything is a learning lesson and, and you become more interesting to yourself, to others and your children when you expand yourself and expand your social circle or increase and get and discover a new hobby, learn a new skill. You become more interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So Jody, how can my listeners find you? How can they join Moms Who Dare? And you put out so much content and you have really exciting things coming up like your scavenger hunt, like you do a lot of really fun things. Yeah. The best place to find everything is at my website, which is just simply jodysilverman.com. It's J-O-D-I. So it's jodysilverman.com. The Moms Who Dare Facebook group is open to any mom who wants to go find us and click join. There's a membership component to that as well. But yes, I also host an online digital talk show in the nest with Jody. Robin is a guest as well on that show. But the We do. A big part of Moms Who Dare and my platform for supporting moms and having them step out is creating events. And we have coming up the Dare Days of Fall in a couple weeks, and that's posted all over Facebook. We have an online scavenger hunt one day. The next day, we're doing Bali X dancing, which is inspired by Bollywood dancing, and again, virtual via Zoom. And then the last day, is an angel card reading. We're going to learn about angels and, you know, tap into our spirituality and how the angels are there for us. If you just call on them, they, they can support you in the universe. So it's three events, three days, one hour each, dare into fall. It's all over social media. You can't miss it. If you go follow me on Facebook or Instagram, you'll see it. 
Yeah. And I would encourage the listeners to join your community. It's just the Facebook group community is where it all begins. Yeah. It's really great. And then the membership too. I think you have, you do a really great job with your membership and we probably could have a whole nother conversation on creating memberships and building memberships for people who could use our support and our knowledge. But that's for another episode. (laughs) I would, I would tell the moms out there listening that if you're really looking for really great, deeper connections with other moms. Because the other thing we didn't talk about, Robin, is that empty nest is the most difficult stage in motherhood to meet new moms because mm-hmm. you're not involved in your children's lives as much. Yeah. So if you're really looking to really connect with other moms in similar stages, find that connection support, and then also the events and the personal growth, then the membership is absolutely where you should look. The membership is, we call you double darers. So yeah, you can check all that out. Awesome. Jody. thanks so much for sharing your wisdom, your energy, and just your light with my listeners. Oh, thanks, Robin, for having me. You're doing, your podcast is really, it's a public service. It's, it's inspiring, it's motivating, and you share really amazing content. So thank you. Are you struggling with brand clarity, confidence, and creating content that connects? Want to brand yourself or your business, but don't know where to begin? Or are you frustrated because you're doing all the things you see everyone else doing, but you aren't getting more clients? You're telling everyone what you do, but no one hears you. It's like you're speaking a foreign language because your message isn't resonating. I hear you. The overwhelm is real. I feel your pain and frustration. I've been there. It wasn't overnight that I grew my business and figured out how to create a cohesive and consistent brand message that builds genuine connections and gets more clients. In fact, I did everything the hard way and I want to make it easier for you because I've been in your shoes and I don't want you to struggle anymore. I am offering brand strategy, clarity, confidence, and connection coaching sessions to help you master your brand messaging and be seen and heard as the expert you are. In a one-hour strategy session, we'll dive deep into your values, visions, and passions to create absolute clarity around your brand messaging and business. You'll not only have absolute clarity for your brand messaging, but you'll feel confident. When you are confident, you will trust yourself more and be able to create content, content that genuinely connects and helps your ideal audience get to know, like, and trust you. After working with Tracy for only one hour, she said, Robin's branding expertise was not only insightful, but empowering. She gave me a clear vision of my personal brand and how I can market myself as an authority in higher education. The blueprint she gave me for creating a personal brand is very detailed, but most importantly, gives me confidence that I can and will continue to transform business initiatives within higher education programs and help and inspire others to do the same. Don't you want to achieve that sense of clarity and confidence to feel empowered to inspire your audience? I believe you can and will when we work together. Now, if you're envisioning yourself feeling anxious and frantically taking notes during this session, don't worry. You don't have to write anything down. The only thing you need to do is focus on the strategy session and learning, and I'll take care of everything else you'll receive a comprehensive blueprint from me outlining everything we've talked about with action items that will take your brand messaging to the next level and attract more clients. 
Do you want absolute clarity on your brand messaging and to know how to connect with your ideal audience to attract more clients? Then this strategy session is for you. Don't waste any more time spinning your wheels. Go to therobingram.com slash shop to schedule your session today. Hurry, because I have limited spots per month so that I can give you the attention you deserve. I can't wait to work with you and watch your brand messaging and business transform. And that's a wrap, friends. Thank you so much for listening today. I am grateful to have you here with me. If you enjoyed this episode and found the information helpful, will you please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating and review? That would mean the world to me. It will also help others find the podcast. I really look forward to getting to know my listeners. Will you please connect with me on Instagram? You can find me at the Robin Graham. You can also find me on Facebook and LinkedIn as Robin Graham. And I invite you to join my private Facebook group, the Brand Marketing Insider. Please spread the word about the second day's podcast. Until next time, remember to smile.